We have now entered into the sixth week of the Great and Holy Lent. And the Church has ascribed for this Sunday the Gospel narrative of the blind man. Jesus is in the temple in the heart of Jerusalem. And he sees a blind man begging who has been begging there for almost his whole life. And he tells his disciples, bring him into the temple. And so his disciples do exactly as their master has required. But there is some skepticism among the disciples themselves. They say to Jesus, or they ask him, is it right for us to give sight to the one who was born blind? Is he born blind because of his sins or the sins of his parents? And Jesus replied rightly by saying, it is not the sins of his parents, nor his own sins, the reason that he is blind, but because for the glory of God, that the glory of God might be demonstrated. And so he takes his own spit and mixes it with mud and makes a sort of clay. And he takes that blind man and rubs it into his eyes. And he tells his disciples, take him to the pool of Siloam and have him wash his eyes. And so when the blind man has washed his eyes, he begins to see light. He begins to see the things around him. The temple that he has been begging his whole life, he now sees. He sees the people surrounding him. He sees all the glory of God that is in the temple. But he wants to know who it is that healed him. And so he looks for Jesus. And he finds Jesus and he falls on his feet and worships Jesus Christ. And Jesus says at that moment, for judgment I have come to give sight to the blind and to take sight from those who can see. And the Pharisees surrounding that whole scene tell Jesus Christ so then are we blind? and Jesus Christ replies and says since you say you can see therefore you are blind and your sin remains here we might think that Jesus is speaking about physical blindness. In part, 
He is. But there's a deeper meaning to the context. Jesus is speaking about spiritual blindness. The fact that the blind man can see is not because he can physically see. It's because he saw Jesus Christ as the Son of God. When he wanted to know who healed him, he ran to Jesus and saw him and bowed before him and worshipped him. Physically, he can see. But because he saw Jesus Christ as the Son of God, that was his real sight. And because the Pharisees who were surrounding the whole scene saw Jesus Christ but would not worship Him, they were really blind. What makes you see and what makes you blind is what you worship or who you worship. The blind man could see because he worshipped Jesus Christ. The Pharisees, even though they could see with their eyes their whole life, they were blind because they could not recognize Jesus Christ as the Son of God and would not worship Him. As Christians, we can become spiritually blind. The Bible says that the eye if it is good, the body is full of life. If the eye is bad, the body is full of darkness. The ancients would say something like this, that the eyes are the gateway to our soul. And so our sight is the sense in our body that allows us to worship in its fullness. So therefore, we should ask ourselves, what do we worship? Or who do we worship with our sight? Do we worship our TV? Our shows that we love so much? Do we worship our iPads, our iPhones, our video games? All these things are worshipped by our eyes. But how much do we worship the things of God with our sight? I'll give you a perfect example. When you get home from work, or you get home from church, how easy is it to turn on the TV, to go on the computer, to play a video game? See, we're worshiping with our eyes. But how hard is it for us to look at a prayer book? How hard is it for us to look at the Bible? How hard is it for us to read the writings of the fathers? See, it's all about looking, because looking is worshiping. What you look at for a long time is what you worship. And that's what you become. 
What you see in your life, what you are looking at, is what you worship and what you eventually become. What are you looking at right now? You're looking at me. Good for you. You're all blessed. You're all looking at Christ. And when you look at Christ, you are worshiping Him with your eyes. You are magnifying Him with your eyes. You are glorifying Him with your eyes. And any time that we look at anything else with our eyes, and our attention is drawn to that, our desire is drawn to that, other than the things of God, it becomes what we worship. And so, it's for us to think, are we like the Pharisees, even though we can see? We are blind, and therefore our sin remains. Or are we like the blind man, who has been given sight, the grace and mercy of God in our lives? And we see Jesus, and we fall down before His feet, and we worship Him. What are you worshiping with your eyes today? Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this afternoon. I thank you for the grace and mercy and love that you showed to the blind man. And because he saw you and worshipped you and glorified you in front of all those people, we know that now he is with you in your heavenly kingdom. Oh, Lord, help us to be like the blind man. Help us to see you as Lord God and Savior of our lives. Help us not to use our eyes for anything that is vain, anything that is impure, anything that is unholy. Help us to worship you with our eyes. Help us to glorify you in what we see. Lord, we ask that you help us to do this during this Lenten season. We pray all this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As does the Father his children love, hallelujah, so does the Lord of those who fear his name, the days of